We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on? Welcome to the DGD Podcast. It is July 1st, 2022. And with us, we have Turner from the Spike Squad. Juan, hope you're having a great day. The brigade is already coming in hot with them. Hashtag Juan fan clubs. Uh, <laughs> hashtags. Let's, guys, it's already crazy to believe you're already another month closer to Georgia football. What? Tell me about it, guys. I am ecstatic. I'm absolutely ecstatic. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait for that game, that game of the Benz. I'll be there. Hope to see a bunch of y'all there, too. Man, oh, man. I, we need football in our life, man. There's there's just too much hypothetical talk going on right now. I need to see results on the field. Juan, how you doing on this Friday, my man? Man, I'm, I'm, I'm doing great. Uh, you know, we talk about it. It's getting closer to football season. And, uh, you know, we, we got Georgia, you know, about to go ahead and defend this title, which I think that they'll do. Uh, you know, we've got a lot of craziness that's happening in college football. Uh, so what, what, what a great Friday before a, a Fourth of July holiday weekend to, to talk about some football. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Absolutely. Listen, for the record, no show Monday in observance of 4th of July, so I will repeat that at the end. But Juan, you brought up the perfect point, and let's go ahead and start with the hot topic, the elephant in the room, if you will. Uh, yesterday, and listen, this happened extremely fast, okay, extremely fast. About 2, about like at 12.30, 1 o'clock or something like that, like in the afternoon, early afternoon, news breaks. Hey, listen, uh, UCLA, USC trying to bolt for the Big Ten. And literally within hours, the Big Ten's approved it. So you are going to be looking at the – you know, the L.A. schools, UCLA, USC, in the Big Ten starting 2024. I think it caught a lot of people off guard, at least us. At least, at least I'll speak for myself on that. Uh, definitely get y'all's thoughts here as well. Um, you know, listen, it's a power move by the Big Ten, right? I, I definitely think it's big, uh, a power move. With that being said, though, 
you know, UCLA, USC, I feel like have been wanting to get out of the Pac-12. And we'll talk more about why. But nonetheless, Juan Turner, what are y'all's thoughts on that news yesterday? Uh, a couple of things. If you really look at it, the way that college football has been going lately is follow the money. And, uh, you know, the Pac-12 is, you know, is about to, you know, come out of their media deal. And, uh, you know, you're looking at the, the Big Ten as being something powerful. They got the Big Ten network. And also, too, if you really look at it, the last time a, a, a Pac-12 team has really been relevant uh, was maybe 2010 when you had Oregon versus Auburn in the, in the national championship. In order to have a chance to compete for a national championship, the two places you want to be is going to be the SEC as well as the Big Ten. And there is no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Clemson, you know, in the in the ACC, you know, they they've been just kind of dominant. But you know, there's also talks of them, you know, hopping, you know, jumping ship with Florida State going into the SEC. And uh, you know, outside of that, if you look at the past couple of you know the past ten maybe national championships, it's a, it's either been a Big Twelve, uh, sorry, Big Ten team playing an SEC team or an ACC team playing an SEC team. And that's about it. So in order for them to have an opportunity, um, you know, they, they need to go and, and, and get into some big boy football, if, you know, so to speak. Absolutely. Uh, Turner, what, what, what do you think, my man? What, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, I still think like when you look at the timetable of how quickly everything turned around, the same thing happened with Texas and Oklahoma, where no one really heard anything. All and then all of a sudden, within 12, 24 hours, it goes from possibly doing it to doing it. And I'm just excited. I think it'll make for some really entertaining football because as much as I love to stay up late and watch USC lose to Oregon State, <laughs> I mean, it really just isn't that entertaining. But, you know, this I think this will definitely help them on the recruiting trail, saying, look at this competition that you'll be able to play against now, going against teams like Ohio State, Michigan. Um, and I think it'll just make for more entertaining football every week. So. Whatever allows me to get be whatever allows me to watch better games, I'm all here for it. My my thoughts on this, right? I, I think, you know, obviously you see UCLA, USC going to the Big Ten. And one, you you said it right, man. It's about the money, right? Because if you take if you take what the Pac-12 schools, each school, you know, their revenue split of their TV deal and everything like that, and then you bounce that and benchmark it to that of the SEC and that of the Big Ten, for that matter, double, even triple the amount, right? But not only that, right? Let's think. Let's think outside the box here, right? Let's think outside of that green box. Now we start to picture conference matchups between USC and Michigan, right? Think about USC going to the Big House. USC going to Penn State on a wideout, right? Now the question lies: Do the California schools? get the wrath of playing in the cold in November, late November. Think about that. Are they going to be ready for that? Now, I mean, listen, the schools are ready for that money, but now, you you know, you've got the, you'll have the footprint of, of recruiting, right? Because Big Ten schools have that California footprint as well. Now you sit there, you, the California school can say, hey, look, you're not playing in the Pac-12 no more. This is big boy football, big, you know, Big Ten football. So for me, I'm looking at it as, you know, also along the lines of the TV times, right? Turner said it perfect. Ain't nobody sitting there trying to watch USC and, and Washington State play up until one o'clock on a Saturday, right? But you, but it, you know, you might see this. What if Michigan goes to the Coliseum or Ohio State goes to the Coliseum? Make it primetime in LA, first off, the market's right there, the, the revenue, you're going to fill some seats. You're going to put asses in seats, no question about it. But even on the East Coast, how many people, even outside of those two fan bases, would tune in, being both of those teams were good for that fact, watching that game in prime time, local time for them, in like 7 o'clock Pacific, right? I would sit there till 1 o'clock watching a game like that. I would sit there and watch a USC and a Penn State if they were good, or Ohio State for damn sure. Definitely would sit there. And, you know, my TV would be glued until one o'clock or whenever the game ended. Hell, it'd be if it's a worthy game. You move out of the Pac-12, you get rid of. Let's just be honest. You get out of a shitty conference, and you actually get into 
a relevant conference in regards to the current landscape of college football. Right? We're only talking football here. Okay, keep that in mind. I think it's a win-win for UCLA, USC, and the Big Ten. But you're also you're hurting. So with that being said, let's turn to the brigade. Let's hey, turn you, to you, the brigade. You, cut out. you said you're you were you're hurting, you but you just you cut out. Oh yeah. So if if you're the Pac twelve, you're hurting right now. Like, there's no question about it. You're hurting right now. Uh and let's 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 transition over to the brigade because the brigade has come in hot and heavy all um we'll read some off here. Patrick, the sixty three to three DGD says I'm just thinking about the logistics of UCLA doesn't get much further apart than that yeah i mean that's 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 right that's absolutely right i mean that's legitimately a cross-country excursion if you will to play a football game i don't see see traveling out to ucla i'm sorry i just don't see you know and and you don't have that fan base and and rutgers and that and uh, some of those um those places up north for them to even want to go and support their team, unless they're hot, you know, if you if you got a a, a nine and O Rutgers team, yeah, they they may, but outside of that, I just don't I just don't really see that. Yeah, I mean, we we are less than a year removed from UCLA giving away free tickets in order to fill seats <laughs> with a home opener against LSU. Right, so right. You, if any team in the South has a home opener against LSU, that thing's going to be sold out within ten minutes of tickets opening up. And UCLA was out here giving away free tickets to high school teams in order to fill seats. And now you're expecting them to travel to the other side of the country. And then same thing with travel. What about the thing that I want to know? What about non-football sports? How is the gymnastics team going to travel from Southern California to Rutgers or um, the golf team for that matter? Like, how is that travel? How are those logistics going to work out for those non-football teams? See that I think that's the key right there, right? I think the revenue, right? The the revenue is so fo- football focused that you know when you look at these other schools, it's going to be interesting, right? Because like you know, I just don't know how that's worked logistically. That's not that's above my pay grade, right? That's above my pay grade. But you know, from a football standpoint, like you said, UCLA and Ruggers might be a snooze fest. And you better hope to God it's not a primetime game, right? But with that being said, though, UCLA-USC now moves into what would assume to be a Fox contract TV-wise, right? With that being said, Fox noon kickoff, do you see Fox try to push for earlier times Pacific-wise for these schools that are in the Big Ten to try and get more East Coast eyes on the games? Do you, yeah. do you think that's? Do you, I, I think it has sure. to, be, right? Yeah, yeah, for for sure. I mean, you're going to have to, in order to, you know, especially if they're they're marquee games. Now, you know, you're going to have your games again, Rutgers versus versus Purdue or Purdue versus Iowa. Those games, or you know, Purdue versus a UCLA or USC. I, I don't think anybody wants to see that. That I mean, they may be on radio if anything. I mean, I don't even think they even be you know streamed on the internet. But uh, but 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 for those big time marquee games, yeah, you're going to have Fox ask, you know, for for some earlier games, uh, a Penn State versus a uh, USC, Penn, uh, you know, Michigan versus USC, and I think more so for USC than UCLA. UCLA, I, I don't know how they got roped into that deal. Like, you know, if if I'm looking at Pac-12 schools that that are going to come over, like look at you know Texas and Oklahoma are two powerhouses that go to the uh, the SEC. I'm going to take maybe a, a, a USC and a, a either Oregon, USC or, or Utah. But uh, I tell you what, uh, it was, uh, you know, uh, USC was like, you know, I'm bringing my, my little brother if that's okay. And they, they just kind of slide in there. I think you look at it as them trying to consume the entire LA market from a yep. TV standpoint. Like, with 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 UCLA, they're they're not really known to be the best. But Chip Kelly, there, I think they have they have the potential to be decent, right? So, you know, if you get both of the LA schools, what if UCLA turns out to be better than USC over time, right? 
And, you know, L.A. fan, I, I feel like L.A. is the most wishy-washy type place to ever watch a, a, a college sport because, you know, I, I picture back to Liner and, and Reggie Bush, and that Coliseum was sold out every week, right? You, you Hell, you can't even get homeless people to sit in that stadium to watch home uh, games now. So, Well, more, it's, I think it's you're sentenced to go to those games if you commit a crime. Um, or, you know, you have to do community service. And I think you have to sit in and watch a UCLA or a USC game. You've been sentenced to two home UCLA games. Right, right exactly. Yeah. And you got to you got to make sure all these people get here. Or you're going to you know do some hard time. Two two home games is like 20 years, basically, when yeah. I'm catching. So, uh, you know, listen. So as Rude says, uh, I'd feel bad for any Cali team that has to play in the South time zones and the heat. Oof. Uh, yeah, I'm with you. And, and let's let's transition into this conversation. How does this impact the SEC? Right. The from a grand scheme of things, you see the the build up to super conferences. Right. This, I think that's a, a bold move in the right or in that direction, I should say, towards super conferences. What, how does this impact the USC? Right. USC or not USC, but um, Texas, Oklahoma joined the SEC. Do we see any other schools? You know, do we see the SEC reach out and try to scoop up any other schools? Well, I mean, what are y'all thoughts there? I'll, I'll let you go first, Turner. I mean, I think there's a chance, especially with, I think, with the Pac-12 diminishing. Because not too long ago, the Big 12 was screwed when Texas and Oklahoma left. And now the Big 12 is in a really good position to pick up some of those teams in Arizona, maybe even Utah. Um, and then I think if that happens, then the SEC could possibly reach out to maybe uh, – like we mentioned earlier, Clemson, Florida State. And then, I don't know, maybe even one day, like Notre Dame would go over to the Big Ten, and then you have like a Power Three conference alignment as opposed to a Power Five conference alignment. So, but, I mean, as we've seen in the past, no one really knows. It all happens within 12 to 24 hours where you don't even expect it, and the next thing you know, it's already happened. So, obviously, there's no way to tell. There's nothing going on right now, but we could wake up tomorrow and see three new news stories about it. Yeah, I, I would say, I mean, it doesn't necessarily impact the, the SEC. The SEC is, you know, you, from, from top to bottom, I mean, there's not a conference that's going to even be able to compete with them. And, and so, you know, do, do they need any more? Do they need any more, you know, powerhouse teams to be relevant? Absolutely, absolutely not. And if, if anything, you know, they, they would probably want to, you know, scrap a couple of teams you know, if, if they're going to pull some at least decent teams, because you, you get rid of Vanderbilt, you get rid of a Missouri, you know, that that's going to be something too. another thing I, I would consider, I would, I would think about from, a, you know, even a lesser, even if you call them a group of five or, or you know, some type of conference, I would take if, if I were Stanford, I'd get together with some of those ACC teams like Duke, uh, you know, UNC. And, you know, let's just have, let's just have us a, have us a conference with just some some, some smart college guy because that's yeah. really the only and, and then you bring Vanderbilt in there, yeah yeah or, or, or the Ivy League yeah yeah get in there do do something like that so that you guys can really be competitive because those guys are not going to necessarily be you know that, that that competitive I mean the the last time a Duke um, UNC Virginia Stanford any of those teams have won the national championship is like never. Um, and it's just not going to, it's just not going to happen. And then you're going to go and try to compete against the, the Georgias, um, you know, of the world and Ohio States, whatever it's, it's just not going to happen. So that that's, uh, you know, another conversation for them to say, you know what, and maybe the PAC 10 merges with, 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 with the ACC. And I, I know it's going to be difficult from, you know, coast to coast, but you know, you've got similar like, you know, or, or, or like-minded teams that are going to be able to at least compete against each other. But, no one in the ACC is going to be able to compete with the SEC or the Big Ten, especially after these changes are happening. It's just it's just not possible. Now, I will say this, and as Rudes brings up and uh, the 6033 DGD himself, there's a couple teams outside the SEC that are impacted immediately. And I think you have to look at Notre Dame and you have to look at Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, Texas, or Notre Dame, obviously, is the lone independent, notable independent, I should say. Uh, you know, they're living their best life on that TV deal right now, right? That thing's been forever now, right? I think if you're Notre Dame, 
at one conference, some conference is going to reach out to you and try to get you on full time. Presumably the ACC before the Big Ten scoops them up. Um, you know, it, it, I guess you could say it really makes sense to do ACC in that regard, right? But nonetheless, right, I think they have to do something now. You're forcing Notre Dame to join a conference because the revenue split. Looking at Texas and Oklahoma, right? The, the news was they start playing, uh, you, you know, UC, USC, UC, uh, the California schools. They're starting to play in 24, right? They're still, we don't even know what Texas and Oklahoma is doing right? and when they're coming to the SEC, right? I think you have to look at it as maybe this expedites the process for the Texas and Oklahomas to come in to the SEC sooner, maybe in 2024. And then you see everything take shape, that kind of new realignment start in 24. That's my thoughts on it. But, you know, looking at the SEC, like you said, one, SEC is going to be the SEC. Okay. You're not going to see a drop off and you're going to see if anything, you know, I, I think you call for the expansion of the playoffs. I, I think that's coming because of the level of talent or a level of competition in your conference. It's going to be insane, right? Which is a good thing. You're going to see either two lost teams in the, in the playoffs or you expand and see what happens there. Um, I think it's good for the SEC. I do, because now you're sitting there. People wanted to argue about SEC, you know, all this and who's the best conference. For the longest time, it's been SEC. We Natty after Natty after Natty shows up, you know, why we're saying this. Now you put those two schools in there. If USC can get their shit together and UCLA can put a pulse on the football program, you take what we know from the Big Ten and you add two possible good teams. Now you're starting to see somewhat more of an even playing field, right? But it's a big what if. Can USC and UCLA provide that value to the Big Ten in regards to competitive football? Because in the past and in recent right now, it's been terrible. Turner said you literally had to give free tickets away to an LSU game. You hosted LSU. It was home opener too. Yeah, like that scream – I'm a Lakers fan. I don't care about the Trojans. That's exactly what LA sounds like to me right now. Like, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, it shows you that people in Big Ten country, SEC country, right? College football means a lot more than people out in that big market in LA. Maybe you see that kind of change a little bit, maybe. I just don't see it because as long as LeBron James is at the Lakers, the Dodgers are winning baseball games. Nobody gives a shit unless you win games. So USC has to start winning immediately for people in Los Angeles to give a shit. Am I wrong? Yeah. So, I mean, it, it, at least they have two years, um, USC, to win a Pac-12 championship. Um, and, and, and if they don't, it's, 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 it's Pac-12 championship or bust for those guys. And unfortunately – the UCLA's and the USC's, they don't have the fan base as, as, as Georgia, you know, I mean, you, you ask Turner and, and spike squad, it doesn't matter where Georgia plays, how many times a year we're going to show up and we're going to show up because we have a great football team. We got great tradition. we got great football teams, but comes with that is going to be the fan base, which is pretty much, I, I would say a, a majority of how well a football team is going to perform. And so you are going to try to have these guys come out here and travel and go to these different places. And, you, you know, they're not going to have the fan base. There may be you know, a, a, a fifth of the stadium that's going to be maybe maybe filled up. And, and a lot of those are just going to probably be people that hate Ohio State or, you know, or, hate, or hate Michigan that are going to show up in theirs, you know, in, in, in their colors. But, uh, again, unless you have that fan base, like, like the Spike Squad, it, it's just not going to happen. You're not going to be. You're not going to be successful. I'm sorry. You're going to see more Lakers jerseys in the stands than you will Trojan shirts and jerseys. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's, it's going to be looking like a Miami game. You're going to have, you know, the first 30, 40 rows might have some people there, but my goodness, once you get that blimp cam, it's going to be like <laughs> an high school football game. All right. All right. Like is is. Is De La Salle's JV team playing today? What? Yeah. 
Now, I'll, I'll tell you this in all seriousness, all right, because look at where the schools play, right? You have the Coliseum for UCLA and the Rose Bowl for, or sorry, you the Coliseum for USC, Rose Bowl for uh, UCLA. I'm telling you right now, those stadiums are historic. And I think you add a <clears throat> every other year type field to where you're bringing in a USC, you know, my uh, USC and say, for instance, USC in Miami or Michigan, sorry, damn it, Turner, uh, or, you know, Penn State coming to the Rose Bowl, right? Make it, make it matter, right? Now, my question is this, how interesting is it going to be for the Rose Bowl? Because the Rose Bowl has that stranglehold, right, on the, on the Big Ten versus Pac-12 in the, you know, that bowl game. That's going to look a lot different now, I think. It's going to be very interesting to see how that plays out. Yeah. And honestly, I don't understand why the Rose Bowl took themselves out of the playoff rotation. Doesn't make a whole I lot of sense. I just don't. But but it would I be mean, crazy. I mean, like how crazy would it be for USC to win the Big Ten and then they'll end up having to play, you know, like a Stanford in the Rose Bowl. Of course, Stanford would be victorious. But I mean, you know, I just I'm sorry, I had to throw that in there. But it, it would be crazy, um, you know. And and I'll you know you, you've got a pretty good club, a uh, pretty good coach down at USC, and I, I think at some point in time he's going to turn things around. But right now he has two years. He has two years to be relevant to win a Pac-12 championship. I don't see it. Uh, Utah is just too strong in the Pac-12 right now. I mean, they just are. And then, then you also have Oregon. So between those two, yeah, I just don't see it happening. Because I think, I think the Pac-12 currently has it where the top two records will play for the title now. Yep. Yeah, so well, north and no, it's, it's north and south. Well, yeah, no, I, I think they took the divisional restrictions away, so it's literally like the top two records oh, okay. in the Pac-12. Okay. Yeah, so okay. so with you, I think Utah and USC are both in the south. Depending on how things play out, it could screw Oregon up north. Honestly, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it, could, it could honestly do that. Now, I mean, it's going to be interesting. South, to south teams are so bad. I mean, they are absolutely awful. I mean, they're 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 just terrible. So they can Yeah. I mean the North's not any better. Like you have what Washington State? Oregon State? Like who gives a shit about those schools, man? Washington, like let's just be honest. The real go dogs, you're watching them right now. So I'm gonna say. Yeah. Um, Stanford last year just atrocious. They were awful. I mean, I you know, I hate to say that, but they they were bad. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. Uh, Patrick saw what you did there, Juan. Uh, go Stanford. <laughs> All right, guys. Let's. So we're gonna obviously listen. That's enough about the the hot topic, right? The you know the Pac-12 losing two marquee names out of the or marquee universities. Um, but Turner, I think for people that are not familiar still with this, I need you to enlighten people about your campaign from the Spike Squad. Let people know what you're talking about here. Yeah, so coming up to the Benz, we got Blackout the Benz, uh, Georgia versus Oregon, September 3rd, 3.30 kickoff in the Benz. We're really hoping we can uh, Blackout the Benz. So uh, as you can see there, Spike Squad wearing the black shoulder pads. We're hoping that Kirby might let loose a little bit after this national championship, maybe even bring out the black jerseys for a game. I know we had them in the Benz against Cincinnati, but we're really just trying to get the fan base behind us, see if we can get a whole bunch of black uniforms and uh uh black uh jerseys black t-shirts whatever you got black sweatshirts it might be a little warm early september but you know indoor stadium they keep the ac going so whatever you need just wear black at that game absolutely and also if you need a black shirt or a black jersey there is no better place to get it and alumni hall right in athens 10 minutes from campus you're getting Nike jerseys, you're getting Nike shirts, you're getting licensed Georgia apparel. Make sure to go to the Alumni Hall store there in Athens, or you can go online for that matter. Uh, give them a check, uh, check them out, alumnihall.com. Um, and listen, get you something black to wear to the bins so you can black out the bins, okay? Simple enough. Now, Juan, while we have Turner on the show, we did our, we did our mailbag Monday. And one of the questions, what was your favorite Spike Squad character? I have to ask you, 
What's your favorite Spike Squad character ever? Do you have a favorite? Um, I, I don't necessarily have a favorite, but I mean, obviously he's here, so it has to be Turner. Duh. <laughs> I, I told him. I told him. Uh, I, I told him it was Ric Flair. Uh, the Ric Flair got me. Right. The Ric Flair got me. <laughs> oh, the Ric Flair got me. Nature boy. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He Rick Flair got a lot, of, a lot of love last year, and uh, man, some of those, some of those warm games, he's got the, uh, he's got the tarp over him, or the, the cape, and got feathers. It's rough, but he, he makes it through like a champ. Those late, those late November games, it's a little helpful to stay a little warm, but uh, those early games, especially, he's, <clears throat> he goes through it during those noon kickoffs. So uh, whoever runs the whoever runs Spike Squad Twitter needs to uh, needs to mention Ric Flair, and get my man a real ward uh, get my man a real a real rope. Just just saying, no, that is a boss move. That's an elite move right there. Um, hey, while we're at it, before we talk about our rear, Roots has a question for you. One, he he wants to know, averaged more than fifteen yards per catch all three years. He wants to know. Uh, I don't know, man. I guess I had some some slick moves after the catch, so <laughs> was I was pretty fortunate. You know, caught, caught some deep balls from uh, from Eric Zier, from Bobo, and, and and even even Hines. But uh, you know, I was able to do something with those short passes too. So I was uh, very fortunate. Thanks for the shout out. <laughs> so. With that being said, we talked about getting your uh, apparel from uh, Alumna Hall. I just want to shoot, uh, give you two Alumna Hall. Listen, what you're seeing right here is from the store. Uh, very comfortable Columbia Polo. Obviously, the standing dog got to rock Georgia apparel. You know me. I'm always wearing my Georgia gear. I'm always doing it. Like I said, alumnahall.com. Check them out. Just saying. Check them out. Let GD sent you, by the way, too. Um, but with that being said, uh, Juan, you're the goat, apparently. Uh, 63-3. Uh, Rudes also says Juan got the and Yak Monster. All right, I, I think we could agree there. Listen, a lot. If you're not familiar, man, Juan actually is still top ten in receiving yards. So just giving you a heads up there. Um, D4 Sports, <laughs> great show. I love to see passionate fan bases. Thank you, sir. Hey, make sure to like and subscribe too, man. Hopefully, you enjoy the content. Uh, listen, we're having a fun time here, man. It's it's July 1st, another month closer to Georgia football, like we said. And with that, we talk recruiting. Right? We talk about recruiting. June was both good and bad for Georgia, right? I think most notably you miss out on Arch Manning, right? Everybody's like, oh no, Texas, we're back, hook them, stuff like this. Um, but nonetheless, Georgia was Georgia had fared fairly well in the right, in my opinion. Georgia fared fairly well. You know, you get uh, A.J. Harris, five-star cornerback, right? Now, you miss out on guys like Vic Burley. Now, Clemson, we ain't even talk about Clemson, but my God, what a stretch of June recruiting for them. But nonetheless, you know, June, you know, June, you have your, uh, you know, you have some, but I think July, you're going to see some fireworks. And I'm not talking about just on the 4th. You could see fireworks for Georgia the entire month, perhaps, throughout the entire month, right? On, at one today, at one o'clock, uh, you Georgia could be getting a commit from uh, Daniel Harris, right? That's another cornerback, uh, right? Now you sit there and you watched uh, Raylan Wilson decommit in June uh, from Michigan, right? Which is a huge target for uh, for Georgia. You've got Jamal Jarrett, Sadir Mitchell could be committing soon. Uh, God Almighty, it's just, the list could go on and on. What are y'all's guys' thoughts on? you know, July from the recruiting standpoint, it makes sense to me that July would, would kind of pop because a lot of kids took their officials in June. So from an overall standpoint, Turner, I'll let you start. What, what are your thoughts on July and what do you think it can bring for, for Georgia for that matter? Yeah, kind of what you said. I think July is that sweet pocket of everyone just took their visit. There's two groups. There's the group that wants to take their visits over the summer, decide right before the season. And then there's that group that wants to take their visits during the season and decide then. So I think July is really when you get to kind of put an end on those kids that wanted to take their visits in June. 
And you yeah, some names we we talked about. I think last time I was on the show, like Jonel Aguero, he's committing here pretty soon. Um, hopefully gonna get him. Daniel Harris here in like 20 minutes will be popping. So I think it'll be a really good month. I'm excited to see what Kirby does on the trail. And as you just saw that um, Tyler Williams, I know I mentioned toward the top of the show, released um, top five, also set a September 27th commitment date. It'll lead into the season. And as Rude says, Kirby works in late waves. Um, Juan, I'm going to let you take it back over, though. What are your thoughts on July and what are your expectations for July uh, in regards to recruiting for Georgia? I, I think it's going to be good. The, the great thing is a lot of these kids want to just go ahead and commit. I mean, think about uh, Arch Manning. He just wanted to commit, get it over with, he shut down his recruiting, and now he's just going to go and, and, and focus on playing football for his senior year. A lot of these kids want to enjoy their senior year, get off this whole recruiting trail. I really, really feel like, uh, you know, we're going to get – um, uh, Caleb Downs. I think Caleb Downs is, is going to be one of those ones that, uh, you know, he, he's, I think Kirby's going to work his magic. He, he's going to come in there and contribute and be big time. Uh, I think he enjoyed uh, everything about Georgia. I think he enjoys the recruiting process. I know his, I know his parents, his par- you know, parents are awesome. Dad of a coach. Uh, mom is a, is, is a teacher. So, you know, um, you know, they, they want him to go ahead and get everything settled. I, I think Georgia's going to be a great place for him. Uh, also, too, uh, don't forget about Justice Haynes. I think Justice Haynes is going to be one of those ones that he just wants to get it done with. He's a business guy, and I think he's just going to make a, a, a great business decision in July and then get focused back on football for his senior year. So I, I see uh, a lot of dominoes falling in, in July. A lot of these kids just want to get it over with. And uh, you know, what better place to, to go than to, to be at Georgia? Absolutely. You know, I'm looking at it right here. I, I think you're right. I think there's some names that could surprisingly announce their commitment, right? Uh, and honestly, what better time to be in the brigade, by the way? I know it's kind of a little off-topic subject, but you're getting uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger references in the, in the brigade right now. So... <laughs> I'm just saying, what a time! Just leaving that there. I mean, you, you get to the chopper in reference to the Kirby copter, okay? Just leaving that there. Um, you know, but I'm looking at it right here, right? You have in in 15 minutes, you've got you know Daniel Harris <clears throat> going to commit. Then you you have Sadir Mitchell that could possibly commit to Georgia. This is a Texas Georgia battle right now. Uh, jo, uh, Big Jaw, uh, July 19th, right? Uh, just in all types of stuff. I think. And listen, it's not even just Georgia. I don't know if y'all have paid attention to social media, but like the past couple of days has been just non commits, 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 nonstop, right? Hayes Fawcett is, his, he's probably broke his phone twice with how many commitments and announcements kids have been making recently. So, you know, I, I think you'll see some start to fall in favor for Georgia here soon, very soon if it, for that matter. Um, and I think you'll see it. And listen, a lot of this, keep in mind, it's always flip season as well, right? These kids could announce beforehand, but I'm telling you right now, how how big of a chance could you see a kid decommit from a school if they're starting off terrible, right? If they're if if say for instance, if Texas, you know, gets obliterated by, right? If they get obliterated by Bama and then they start to you know start to fall off and continue their their ways five to seven ways, right? The kids reevaluate that, right? Do you see kids flip? It's possible, right? And if there's anyone better at flipping a kid, he's a dog, by the way, head coach wise. Um, just leaving that there. Um, and Bishop is loving this damn brigade. Absolutely. We even get, oh, oh, get a Ric Flair woo in the chat. Let's go, bro. <laughs> don't make me do it. I'm like, oh, man, don't make me do it. But no. So, Ultimately, I think July is going to be great for Georgia, right? Ultimately, thinking about it, depending on when and if this happens, you could have three of the top six linebackers won. Tell me how Glenn Schumann's recruiting without telling me Glenn Schumann's recruiting elite like that. That's that's <laughs> insane. That's pretty. That's pretty dang good. It's one of those things, you know. Obviously, like you know, I, I don't know if you heard about it, but you know. I think Jaden Wayne transferring to IMG is another thing that 
when I saw that announcement that he was going to IMG, my ears perked up because we had some recent experiences with kids transferring to IMG uh, and then going to Georgia afterwards. Now, I'm not going to say it will happen, but we have had experiences like that, right? Uh, Bear Alexander, for instance. Um, okay. Rick Flair is the one. Daniels of <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, and, and the brigade accomplishes their goal for the day. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> with, that said, with that being said, right, July is going to be good for the dogs. Then you look at August, because I think there's a dead period right now, too, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So keep that in mind as well. Uh, you know, but then listen, as the season comes in, we've, we've been familiar with Georgia being a closing type school from recruiting, right? whether it be a late oh yeah, or national signing day flip, uh, George Pickens, um, you know, closing out throughout the season, stuff like that, right? But I do think you saw the focus is being June and, you know, June being the official visit time because during the season, these kids don't get the full investment of the coaches, right? Let's be honest. Um, so, you know, I think you'll see a lot of kids come on unofficials during the season, you know, to get that game day feel, whether that be to solidify their commitment or sway them to a commitment, perhaps, maybe even flip them from somewhere, right? When you get, and this is why I think it's going to be interesting to see, like, this is why I wish we had a better home schedule, in my opinion, because those marquee home games, those kids, that brings in recruits easily, right? Like, just it just does. So, as we're getting, oh man, doing the Lord's work, apparently making one laugh. <laughs> Just let it happen. Organic as hell right there. <laughs> but Turner, so now that we're talking about that right there, what are, do you have any plans for for home games, like in regards to recruiting kids, pitches wise? Uh, we I won't really know. Until I, I get Very that visitors last. list, but uh, something that you were talking about earlier with how the season plays out and how that impacts, I've got the schedules pulled up right now. Um, in the first four weeks, schools, you know, you got schools like Texas, Texas A&M that uh, Texas A&M more last year was hot on recruiting trail that, you know, might be running out of funds now, but Texas, they play Alabama. I mean, I assume they'll lose that, but I think their biggest game early in the season is Texas Tech. If they go out, and they go into the fourth quarter, one-score game against Texas Tech, I think that could play some uh, dividends on the recruiting trail against them. And then same thing with A&M. They're playing Miami, Arkansas, back-to-back weeks, even App State, who's not a sleeper team. And I think that those games will really show their true colors of who they are. And, if I mean, if they go out and they blow those teams out, that helps them a lot. But if they go in on a tight game, it might be a little difficult for those coaches to sway them. Yeah, no, I'm, so you, you talk about AM. The last thing Jimbo wanted happened, happened. Let's be honest. If y'all ain't if y'all ain't went on to social media yet and you ain't saw that Texas AM video. Yeah. Oh boy. The behind the sweets. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the the loudest ones are always the guilty ones. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, there was a video. Well, I guess it was a phone video of a visit. I don't know if it was it was somebody that was wearing some A&M gear. Point blank said, you'll get paid a lot of money by the people in them suites if you come to play with us. But Jimbo, hey, listen, guys, it's all about the environment, okay? Just because they have suites, we're going to pay you with loyalty, okay? We're going to pay you with loyalty, $30 million worth of loyalty, okay? Um, so we know, as we knew all along, Jimbo's full of shit, and I'm not going to be sitting here high Cancel me, Jimbo. Cancel me. Cancel me. Yeah. I'm sliced bread. I'm just kidding. I don't know. <laughs> I hate sliced bread. He might hate. He might hate sliced bread too much. But no. Nah, in all seriousness, though, like it, it's it's funny how AM fans were like, "Oh, we didn't pay nobody. We didn't pay nobody." That video comes out. I ain't heard shit about that. I ain't heard shit. I just want to know. I just want to know who got that video out. Like you never see. Every once in a while, you'll see a recruit post a video of Kirby. Like I know, uh, 
I think Christian Miller last year might have had a video of Kirby lifting weights in the the new weight room, but you don't see anything come out. You definitely don't see a recruiting pitch going out. And I just want to know, you know, whether it was the parent or the friend of a recruit or if it was recruit himself that put that yeah. out. But, you know, the funny thing was it's probably Jonte Cook because they didn't have no trophies. <laughs> it's yeah, which which speaks volumes because I mean, let's be honest. The last Texas A&M Bowl uh, they won for a national title get was the Dust Bowl. Okay, uh, but nonetheless, uh, you know, te- listen, Texas got them swimming trophies. Okay, just saying. So they got trophies at least. Uh, but now, nah, in all seriousness, all the banter aside, there, it just proves you, man. It's, it's hip- hypocrisy and, and no need to lie about this shit. Like, don't insult my intelligence. I said this back when he when he came out and defended what Saban had said, and he defended it like just viciously defense you know defensive stop insulting our intelligence man and and that video right there solidifies that we're not stupid we know right we know and it's the same thing that's going on with texas right now texas just come off a seven a five and seven season and you already hitting multiple five stars yeah but it's okay though texas saying it or texas ain't sitting there saying oh we don't do this we don't do this like we know okay stop insulting our intelligence there's your rental trap, by God. Nonetheless, you've got eight minutes until um, the commitment for Daniel Harris. Uh, any final parting words, Juan Turner? Any last? Apparently, it might be oil money. Uh, Rude, it probably is that energy, my man. Uh, in all seriousness, oh, you cooking? You you cooking? <laughs> Who cooking? Oh, Did you oh. cook? <laughs> They tried to kill my father. Yeah. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> Sorry, Dave Chappelle reference. Um, yeah, yes. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> might be a little bit too old for Turner, but it's all good. Um, <laughs> no, just thought I'd have some moment there. But in all seriousness, though, right? Um, any last parting words uh, for the day before we tune off, t- uh, basically take off and watch the commitment unfold? Any last words, Juan? Turner. I'd say, you know, obviously go dogs. I think we're going to have a big, huge July. But I'll tell you what, you know, when when we talk about Georgia and the Spike Squad having the best fans, I tell you what, this this brigade that we have here uh, is is hands down the best. Um, you know, you guys are awesome, provide entertainment, but also, you know, great, great, you know, talking and, and great points back and forth. And and you make this fun. You absolutely make this so much fun. And uh, so, and, and it's all Georgia. I love it. You know, great spike squad, great brigade. We've got a great football team. And uh, just, just looking forward to what we're going to be able to do uh, this upcoming year. Everybody have a safe and fun uh, July 4th. Uh, and enjoy it. And, uh, you know, go dogs. Absolutely. Hey, remember, put it in reverse, Terry. Okay, keep that thought in your head. Put it in reverse, Terry. <laughs> Turner. Final words, parting words before we uh, wrap this thing up and go check out um, a pending commitment. Check out Alumni Hall. Make sure you give them a visit. Shout out the sponsor. And uh, UGA Spike Squad. Follow us on social media at UGA Spike Squad. Make sure we're blacking out the bends on September 3rd, and I will see you all there. You heard the Spike Squad man himself. Go check out Alumni Hall. That's alumnihall.com. Multiple teams. So if you have a for some godforsaken reason, if you have a Florida Gator fan that you know, tell them about it. They got a Florida situation. If you buy, my God, Rocky Top's got their own thing, right? Uh, Auburn, Jesus Christ, take maybe buy a shirt just to go take it to Tumor's Corner and burn it on the on the tree or something. I don't know. Alumnahall.com, go give them a go give them a check. Uh, check them out. Guess get you something black for the bins or from home if you're not able to make it. And also, if you're not following the UGA Spike Squad social media, I don't know why you're a Georgia fan. You need to be doing that. If you listen at UGA Spike Squad, or you can go to dgdpodcast.com and you can find them there. Okay. Just go give them a follow. IG, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Go give them a follow today, like right now. You, you ain't doing nothing. You waiting for a commitment right now. I'm going to leave it with this. Everybody have a great 4th of July. Understand the meaning of it, right? I know it's full of fireworks, full of brats or hot dogs or burgers or grilling out for that matter. 
a lot of uh, apple juice is being consumed on the 4th of July. Uh, please be responsible, right? If you're going to let off fireworks, please don't get drunk and, and lose your shit and, and get hurt. We don't want to hear stuff like that, okay? Uh, if you're going to Lake Lanier, be responsible. Be responsible. We know Lake Lanier, okay? That is Satan's playground. Um, <laughs> but on that note, though, uh, get ready for when I see that, okay? Um, because we're getting a dog here in about five minutes. I'm just going to leave that there. Uh, with that being said, like I said, go check out Alumni Hall. Give the Spike Squad a follow. Make sure to like subscribe because we're on YouTube. Follow us on Twitter, right? Everything like that. Instagram, whatever case may be. Give us a like, follow, subscribe. Ring the bell, pun intended. Not really. Um, ring the bell. Make sure you get notified when we go live for that matter. Uh, guys, have a great day. Hey, hey remember, September black out the bins. Whether you're at the bins or you're at the house, black out the bins, they're black, and get it from alumnihall.com. Hey, Juan, have a great Friday. Have a great, happy fourth. Turner, you do the same, my man. Where can people, we already know where the Spike Squad is, but dgdpodcast.com, you can find the Spike Squad. Give them a follow. Let them know DGD sent you, but you need to be doing it anyway. With that being said, I've ranted enough brigade coming in hot and heavy the entire show. Much love to the brigade. And with that being said, we'll catch y'all back on the next episode. Go dogs and happy fourth. Go dogs. Go dogs. You only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.